0: This is Susanna Rantanen. Welcome back to Building a Modern Employee Brand Podcast. This is podcast episode number 34. Oh my gosh, I still remember like 50 years ago when social media started to creep into our lives here in Finland. Everything looked very different then, of course. Um, LinkedIn was solely focused on sales, when as now it's really you know primarily on a recruitment platform. It was just um, not something a recruiter would have used back then. Facebook and Twitter were the first ones, really, that we started working here in, in Finland, um, along with LinkedIn later on. Uh, Facebook was predominant when I, you know, started to activate in talent marketing on social media. But fifty years ago we did not use Facebook for recruiting and or employee branding really yet at all. Uh, I don't think that the thought even occurred to us back in 2005, the 2006, when you know Facebook first started to make its way to Finland. It was really more like a platform, exciting platform to to you know to connect with your friends and you know uh, people find people, find your old you know classmates from years back and something like that. Um, you know, with the, like uh, 30 followers being your friend, there wasn't really much to market to. But it only took like a, maybe like a five years more. I started my first business right off my maternity leave in February 2010. Uh, in that company, we developed software for uh, hiring the company culture. And we sold very, you know, at that time, very modern, very different kind of recruitment consultancy services. Uh, and uh, during uh, the beta launch in the spring uh, to summer 2011, we did the first recruitment uh, marketing campaign on social media for a customer that was, uh, you know, who took our, our, our tool in use for their recruitment. And that was just uh, groundbreaking. We used blogging and social media marketing for recruitment. And uh, I thought it was groundbreaking for just like Finnish terms, but it was actually later I found out that it was also very groundbreaking, breaking in you know global terms as well. It was very early on. Uh, so uh, I've been working in an HR since 2004 and been heavily involved in hiring or supporting hiring. Uh, And I will never forget about that feeling of a new toy, which social media felt to me back in 2011, when I realized how you could do so much on social media for your hiring, uh, as well as for employee branding. And those first experiences with our recruitment customers back then formed one of the key stones to the modern employee branding method uh, I was to develop much later back in uh, now back in 2017 and I know that many of you who've started your you know recruiting or HR career during the social media era this doesn't seem like anything to you those of you who have been working in HR and talent acquisition already before the social media era, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When I say that social media changed pretty much everything for us at HR, like pretty much everything. It has been, I think, in my opinion, the single biggest gift HR people have ever and probably will ever receive in our lifetime. And while I know Uh, you know, social media has brought along also heartaches and anxiety, it is still a very powerful tool for us. When we know how to use it, when we know how to make most of it, and when we, you know, put that into its place, it is a tool, nothing else. And that's what I want to talk to you about in this week's episode of Building a Modern Employer Brand. And I'm going to share uh, with you five best practices how uh, HR, talent acquisition can use social media to help hiring and employee branding. And with my best practices, I want to try to, you know, steer away from, you know, tips that everybody else is sharing. So uh, I hope that you can find some additional value from like all the other blog posts or podcasts or videos uh, about social media uh, in of recruiting and employer branding. And obviously, if you want to learn more, then your place is our blog at modernemployerbrand.com. But before we start with the best practices and tips, I want to start with the most important thoughts I want you to pick from this episode. And that's all this. Social media is an engagement platform. Engagement platform. So engagement means the um, engagement social media users have for each other to network, to get to know each other, to build relations, build rapport, to build trust, to learn, to help each other, to guide each other, to entertain each other and to keep in touch. And what social media is not, social media is not a salesy. Channel And I'm using the word salesy to refer not just to direct selling of goods and services, but also direct selling of jobs. And when I say that it's not for direct sales, I mean that social media is not predominantly a one-way street where we enter to put something on, the, on a shop window, expect it to sell itself, and then we just exit. So. I know that, for example, Instagram offers a shopping feature and you can make purchases directly from Instagram. I'm painfully aware of this because I have bought a lot of stuff out of a whim on Instagram. But when you have grown this hmm, expertise on shopping on the gram, you realize that when you actually shop something on Instagram, it is predominantly products with very low price point. And because shopping on the ground on Instagram is not the most trustworthy thing. And when I say trustworthy, I refer not to the quality of the product sold on the platform as per se, although I've also uh, purchased uh, or received something else that I thought that I was buying. But it's really that you can't trust the marketing, the adverts or the images or you know, the, the offer itself to be 100% what you will receive. So if, you ne- if you've never shopped on Instagram, my tip for you is do not buy anything over the value of 50 bucks because you will never know if you get what you thought you ordered. So I only trust brands on Instagram. Notice the word brand. Brands that actually have a brand that are trusted brands, brands that I know of, brands that I follow because I like them. And now they are, now they also sell on the Instagram. It is, when you buy something on Instagram from, from a brand, it feels like a superior customer experience not to have to lift my bum and put an effort into going to a store or, you know, browsing on the web. And my tip Number one, my best practice tip number one is that to use social media to bring your business and your work best value when you use social media as an engagement building arena. So when I say you talk about branding, um, once you have a brand that you have built with the help of social media, you can then also direct sell on Instagram, you know, direct sell your jobs, advertise your jobs. But if you only use social media for selling, such as advertising and pushing your jobs, you are not going to ever get the best value out of social media for your business and for your work. So I really need you to adopt this mindset. I really need you to adopt this understanding that you will never get the best value from social media, not what you could get if your company only promotes jobs and cold shares company posts on social media. So it is not that you cannot eventually promote your vacancies and eventually share a company blog post. It is that you need to consider those as what we call asks, and ask is when you post something that is beneficial for you and your business, if your audience takes a direct interest in reading or sharing or signing up or, you know, applying or buying something. The whole mindset change to consider and, you know, see social media as an engagement building platform is what I strongly recommend as a tip number one and as the first best practice. Thinking about social media as your mingling arena, not as your shop window and a cash tail. And what building engagement means is that you spend more time on social media to build the audience, your business, your hiring needs. And you spend a bit more time to learn about your talent audiences, their likes, their preferences, what they talk about. You spend a bit more time to let them learn about your business, like your business was a persona, what that persona likes, what that persona prefers, what that persona does. And only when you guys, and when I'm talking about you guys, I'm talking about your talent audience, people, and your business persona when you guys are naturally comfortable to talk about that salesy stuff, as in, would you be interested in our career opportunities or them approaching you with, I am interested in your career opportunity, only then you will open the doors for that conversation. But that is not the conversation that you start with. That is not building relations and using social media as an engagement platform. To go to social media only for that conversation with a stranger it is as odd to your audience as it would be for me or for you if I was to just track you down on social media and start uh, selling you my online courses right off the bat. That would probably make you a cringe, wouldn't it? So don't do that to your potential future talents because, you know, they will cringe. You know, you might lose them and never get them back. Tip number two, best practice number two, use social media to learn from and about your ideal talent audiences. Now, I'm not sure if you've ever thought about social media like this, but you can use social media. And actually, it's an excellent tool for you and for your business to start building talent insight. It's incredible. But we miss this opportunity. Don't really even think about it that much. Because we never spend enough time on social media to mingle or just to follow what our talent audiences boast about. And the good thing about this is that I find that many HR, many recruiters uh, that are shy about using social media for business purposes, they are shy about it because they feel like they should know how to market, they should know how to create content. And that's them, if if they're not comfortable with marketing and communications, they feel like, well, I'm not going to go there at all. But this part of going to social media to learn about people is actually more valuable to your business than to write content and share it on social media. More important and valuable to your business. And when you go there to learn about your audiences, you don't have to post anything in the beginning. Nothing. You can just talk. Isn't that that amazing? I think it is. So how you do this in your chosen social media, and please, you don't even have to do this on all the social media platforms. You can just choose LinkedIn, or you can just choose Twitter, or you can just choose uh, Instagram. Make, book a 10-minute slot every day of your week, uh, just 10 minutes, make it a routine to look for new follows to your company account. Do this from the company account. It's important to do it from the company account, not your personal account. Find and follow all your employees on this social first. Start from that because you know them, you recognize them. And once you uh, are following all of your employees on this social, let's say it was... Uh, Instagram, then go through their list of who they follow and go through their the list of who follows them and follow those who seem ideal talent audiences for your business. So start following your employees, then go to each employee's own lists, you know their profiles and see who they follow and who follows them, and just follow whoever seems like an ideal talent audience for your business. Then, after this, find your competitors on social media, company profiles, and go through their lists of who they follow and who follows them. And do the same thing. Then find, you know, commonly known opinion leaders and influencers in your industry or otherwise relevant to your talent target audiences. These could be, as I said, business or industry related, but it could also be recreational. I'll give you an example. In one of our customer companies, they have programmers who share a passion of playing frequently together some online game that I don't remember the name of anymore. So what they do is that they get together after work, they play together. And that game has, you know, that game-related influencers in that gaming community. So finding who those influencers are, and then checking out if you can find them on that chosen social media, follow them and see who else follows those influencers, and who those influencers follow, and follow those people too. That can be a talent goldmine for you. 10 minutes a day is not much. So obviously, you can only accomplish as much, you know, that you can in 10 minutes. But when you make it the routine, it's not a lot of Time put in, Uh, but when you make it a routine, you make it a daily habit. Eventually, you your company profile will have a huge follow list of likely ideal talent audiences. So, when you have built this kind of a follow list, you can put some more strategic thinking into it. And when you do it strategically, you're not following everyone who follows you, but you choose to follow people that uh, are ideal for your talent marketing purposes, because that is also uh, how you sort of teach the algorithm to work on your favor. So following like completely irrelevant profiles, regardless of how interesting they are, sends a little bit wrong message to the algorithm of who are the ideal followers for your uh, company profile. But that is not really a basic tip. That's more like a broad tip. So I won't go there now. Just you know, start with that follower list. And you can eventually, when you get more into it, when you want to be more strategic about your follower list, you can then unfollow people also. But learning and exploring your follows is then what comes after this. And this is an important habit to adopt. So when you start to take note about what they post, Uh, how they post it, when they post it. Do they post uh, to their feed, for example, on Instagram? Or do they post stories? What do they share? What are the sort of the common topics they want to talk about, that they post about? You start to build an understanding of your talent audience. What's interesting to them? What's relevant to them? If they keep bringing up, you know, same topics and themes you know, time after time, you understand that you could also talk about that topic as an employer if it was relevant to, you know, to your business, to your company culture, to, you know, what you represent, your values, and so on. So understanding your talent target audience behavior and interests is a cornerstone to this modern employer branding method that I've developed and a cornerstone to you know to building a successful talent marketing pro career. But it needs to become a habit. So if you want a habit, you you achieve that by scheduling time for it daily or, or a few times a week and not and, and you know following through and start taking notes. Not notes about people, but notes about like general interests that seem to pop up often in your overall talent target audiences. And, and after a while, I promise you, you will start noticing trends. Trust me. Tip and best practice number three, start taking part as an employer account in those conversations. In other words, start engaging. So, the previous tip about building a follow list and learning about your followers is a tip that uh, puts you uh, as a silent viewer to social media. But eventually I recommend to start taking part in conversations, start engaging as an employer, as a business account. And because we're talking about building value for your company, you should do this from that company profile. But of course, that means that you need to have a company profile for this purpose only, for talent marketing purpose only. You don't want to use uh, your customer service account for this kind of of engagement. That would really mess up your customers' minds. You don't want to do that. So when you show up as a business uh, profile, uh, I think it's uh, more interesting for your followers if your business has a persona. So if you act like a persona behind the business, not like a logo. So when you take part in conversations, you comment, you like, you ask questions, uh, that's how you're engaging and showing up. And when you make it a persona, you know, let your business profile have a uh, personality, you know, add some color into it, into that, you know, persona. And also, my strong advice is that uh, you always use your first name, you know, when you when you make comments and and, and engage behind the business profile that it would come from, you know, you would always sign up as with your first name. So people who follow you understand there's more people than one, uh, you know, acting behind this business account. And that makes it also that also adds that persona to your business profile. So this kind of work, when you actually take part in conversations, comment, like ask questions and so on, this helps your audience to start to know about your company by name, by you know, brand, by the logo, by your social behavior. And social behavior of a brand means that you speak through your culture and your values. You make it sound like how it feels to work in your company. So if your company is really laid back, it's like a really like a humoristic place at work, behave like that as a company account as well. If you are really conservative and traditional, I mean your company, speak and behave like that. If you personally have a great sense of humor, but The business, your company culture is very traditional, very conservative. You've got to speak and behave like your company culture, not like your personal profile. Building engagement for a company profile for employer branding purposes means that your company profile really must turn into a persona with these characteristics of your culture and your real values. So if your company values, say, for example, that customer experience is our number one value value. Sure as heck, your account needs to be super helpful, very empathetic, very friendly, always responding swiftly, caring and offering extra value add to your followers. Also, as said, never act from behind that logo. Always always make sure that whoever is taking part in that those comments and engaging behind the company profile always uses their first name to add that personal touch and also to differentiate between who's, who I spoke with last time. So just do Susanna like I would do. Uh, so you don't have to reveal your full identity, but just to, you know, to add that first name there is very important and really makes, makes a difference. You want your audience to think about your business as their social media friend. So this kind of behavior builds rapport, builds relationship, builds trust. And when the trust is in place, that is when you guys can start talking about the career opportunities and jobs as well. Tip number four, best practice number four, use social media to figure out which social media is best for you. Now, this is a really good trick to do. And it will be ideal if you can do this, let's say, for a period of three to four months at least. Uh, So meaning that you are focusing on just one social media on a, you know, several times a week basis for at least three to four months. Uh, It will be easier if you can get or it it will be more value or faster for your business to decide which social media fits best for you. If you can get a few colleagues to, you know, to share this pilot so that one of you does this on Instagram, one of you does this on Facebook, one on Twitter, one on LinkedIn, and then you share, you know, the notes uh, and and make a plan what you want to accomplish with this pilot. It is just a temporary project, but even if it's temporary to to actually give you answers, you have to, uh, you know, to commit uh, to consistent delivery over that uh, pilot period. So you can also stop it sooner if you know the right answer sooner, or you can continue it longer if you're still unsure of their you know, uh, which one is uh, best for you or if there was like a summer holiday season breaking your pilot. The purpose is to find out which social media is your most ideal platform to connect and to engage with your key talent target audiences. I say this because to really get the most value out of social media, you really should focus only on one social media and or have one person focus only on one social media. So what you do, that you do the tip number two, you then you do tip number three, and then you take notes, you compare those notes, and you choose which social media is your ideal platform. Tip number five, best practice number five, decide your primary objective, the value you need to gain for your business from social media, because the more clear you are on this, The more successful you can be as an employer in social media. I think one of the key reasons, also, uh, you know, what I talked about last week on this podcast, uh, why last week I spoke about why, you know, most companies fail to succeed in talent marketing. So, one of the key reasons why social media generates very little value for businesses or is that, or you're unable to get the, the true potential out of social media. Is that uh, you're using socials wrong? So you're using it for this salesy stuff, using it like a stiff corporate brand without any element of human in it, or and especially you're using social media without any clear objective. So an objective is a measurable objective that you want to gain from. Uh, from the effort that you put in to this social media so if you booked 10 minutes every morning every weekday for three to four months when do you know if this social media is right for you so you have to decide i know if this social i know this social media is right for us if after three months of doing this on a daily basis for 10 minutes we have quadrupled our follower base and uh, the the, uh, social media reach and impressions are three times more than they are when we started. That's how I know. So you have to have these measurable objectives to tell you whether you're succeeding or not. And the more simple your objectives are, the easier it is for a business account to take those actions that support the successful accomplishment of of your objectives. And even if you started just with one objective, You know, make it simple. So here's a few few examples. So I, and this is a real example. So I recently created a new Instagram profile at uh, the handle Talent Marketing Pro. And my goal is to eventually sell our upcoming online coaching programs and online courses through Instagram, uh, as in use Instagram as a key sales channel. But I'm saying eventually because I first need to build the trust, the rapport, the relationships and that follower base for this profile on Instagram. So this is not my primary goal yet. I'm going to start with objectives, measurable objectives that are to do with the the engagement part of this uh, channel. With that in mind, I'm not going, I'm not starting to build this new profile from the point of selling. So my measurable objective is to build an ideal prospect audience on in Instagram. And my goal is to build enough trust so that I can convert these ideal prospects into engaged followers on this, engage, uh, on this uh, Instagram profile over a specific time. So you can translate the same into ideal talent prospect audience. And I know from a long, long, long experience in social media that nothing on social media happens overnight that, is, that has value, like a long-term value. So what I will do is I will use my tips number two and number three to find ideal audiences that I can start first following myself to identify whether they make an ideal follow for this account. So I don't know yet. I need to first start following people so that I will uh, identify who are the ideal uh, prospect followers for this account. I will need to follow what they post to learn about their interests. I will need to engage with them to allow them to notice this new profile and learn Uh, about me on their own time, on their own accord. Uh, And if they start to like me uh, based on how my Talent Marketing Bro account behaves as a persona, they will start to follow me to learn more about me. And I will need to post frequently valuable content about what Talent Marketing Bro promises uh, them so that they can make up their mind whether, whether this account is something that they should continue to follow or not. And I will know my prospects when they follow, when they keep following, when they stay, and when they start to engage with me. This is when a follower turns into a prospect. And I'm not pushing anything. I'm not asking for a sale until I know that they are ready. And oftentimes that means that they will do it themselves. I just offer the opportunity. So just imagine this as they're working your way up to your talent funnel for hiring. It doesn't have to be on Instagram, but it needs to be on one social me- media where you're most likely to reach and be able to engage with your target audience, where it's easy for you, where it's, uh, you know, where you can provide uh, content that is, uh, uh, you know, the content, the type of content for that particular social media. So, I often use YouTube as an example. I'd love to use YouTube as a main social media for myself. I just don't have the resources to create videos the way that YouTube, like proper successful YouTube channel would require. So I don't go to YouTube for this purpose because it's just an unrealistic social media for me. So you have to choose social media that works the best for your goal, your objectives and for the resources that you have that you can consistently stick to. So I will follow this objective of building a prospect audience through certain Instagram and website metrics. And at the time of writing this episode and and recording this episode, I don't have that plan finalized yet. I've just started with this account mid-July 2020. But the metrics that I'm likely to follow are the reach and the impressions of to understand how far and how wide my reach will extend over time. I will uh, follow new follows per week. So this is like the growth rate of this account. I will follow the unfollows per week. Unfollows happen all the time on Instagram, but it's good to keep your tabs on it. Uh, I will also follow engagement on posts and on stories to understand what works and what does not. And I will follow conversions to an email list way further down the road, I expect. I don't think this is going to happen anytime soon. These metrics are not my objectives. My objective was to build a prospect audience for Instagram. And my goal was to be able to sell through Instagram much later on. So these metrics that I described, they tell me how I'm doing, if I'm taking the right actions on Instagram, if I'm taking enough actions to build traction, and then build curiosity, build interest, uh, get people to follow this account so that we can start engaging. So the only metric that matters in terms of the end goal will be the revenue generated through Instagram. But as of now, I haven't even launched that online coaching business yet. So revenue is not a metric that I follow yet. See what I do? I started to build an audience way before I have anything to sell. Because social media is not a sales channel. Social media is best when you use it to build Engagement and build engagement takes a long time. So this is marketing with the attempt to build a brand as an online coach for small business owners for HR for recruiters and markhams needing to learn how to you know do talent marketing successfully. So this use this as a case study and if you're interested, you know start following a talent marketing bro on Instagram and, and just uh, evaluate how I'm doing this. So when you translate this into HR language, you you would be using social media to build a prospect talent audience for your key competence areas. You would engage with your followers. Uh, you would engage with the ideal followers to build awareness of your existence. I mean, nobody knows that um, uh, that I'm planning an online coaching business. Nobody knows of the existence of, of that. So I'm going to use Instagram to build that awareness of that existence. Uh, Then use marketing to to employ a brand position, your company as a different kind of or a specific type of workplace to to, to separate your business from other companies that are similar places to work. So I gave that account the name Talent Marketing Bro. I uh, targeted the account for Uh, Small business owners for HR, for talent acquisition, recruiters, uh, and marketing and communications people working with talent marketing. So I'm differentiating from like all kinds of marketing uh, uh, coaches, for example. And then eventually have your follower prospects converted uh, into recruitment leads or into applicants. Uh, to your ongoing recruitment processes. But don't go to Instagram or any social media to think that immediately you will get applicants or recruitment leads. Go there to grow awareness, grow that rapport, grow, uh, to grow that engagement, engage with the people to grow that relationship and build that trust. That's how HR should use social media. These are my five best practices five concrete tips I'd like you to try. So as I said, if you want to watch first time I do this, I welcome you to follow the new at talent marketing bro account on Instagram and throw me a DM, their message on Instagram. If you started to follow the account with the purpose of learning how I do it, I want to know, I want to connect with you about that. So, uh, Let's have a chat there. Find the show notes article for this episode at modernemployerbrand.com slash podcast three, four. And uh, see you again next week on Building a Modern Employee Brand Podcast. Moi moi for now.